Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Bay's Perek Chof Gimel, Pasuk Chof Hey, the Kamohu Lo Hayalufanov. So we have seen that Yoshiyahu refuses to accept the Gezera, the prophecy that Huldah the Neviah gives to him on behalf of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, prophesying that Yerushalayim will be destroyed, B'nai Yisrael will go into exile, the base Hamikdash will be destroyed. And what he does, he believes quite with every fiber in his body that there's no such thing as that you can't do tshuva, which is true. We believe that is a principle of, of Judaism. One can always do tshuva. It is never too late to do tshuva to avert uh, something. And so what he undertakes is probably one of the massive tshuva uh, actions ever seen, certainly in, in biblical history. Uh, we saw that the first thing he does is he convokes all B'nai Yisrael into the Beis HaMikdash. He reads them the part of the Torah that had been discovered, reaffirms the covenant with B'nai Yisrael and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, which they enthusiastically do. He then sets about removing every vestige, every icon, every pestle from the Beis HaMikdash first that these other kings had desecrated the Beis HaMikdash with. He takes away the Baal, the Ashtoros, the Molech, the Yedonim, um, the necromancers, the, the, the divinators, the, the sorcerers. He completely removes them from the Beis HaMikdash. Then he goes throughout the whole country. He goes throughout the whole country searching for that Bodhisattva to destroy it, even going up to Beisail. He disinters the uh, remains of those who were known worshippers of Avodah Zorah, scatters them on those altars that were used for Avodah Zorah. He then convokes a Pesach, a regular Korban Pesach that hadn't been done right for hundreds of years. He does it with the entire nation coming together for Korban Pesach. And he does it all, and he does it sincerely, as there was no king that returned to the Kodesh Baruch the Cholavavo, with all his heart, soul, his all his might. Nor was there anyone after him that had that degree of intensity, of emuna, of bitachon. And yet, and yet, tragically, it doesn't show results. As we see in Chafab, Achlo Shav Hashem Mecharon Apo Hagadol Ashechorach Apo Yehuda. The Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't turn back from his anger at Yehuda. That every constant Menashe brought the terrible Avodah Zorah, the terrible desecrations, which is too ingrained, not just Menashe, but going back as far as Yeshua, it was ingrained in the national character. But that is not, say the Mephoshim, the only reason. 
It is the fact that he miscalculated Yoshio because after the initial thrust and joy of tshuva and the Beis Hamikdash, the people went back to their old ways. They went back to the Avodah Zara. We see in Masech the Gittin, it says that what they did was they would put all their idols and all their icons on the back of their doors so that when you opened the front, you didn't see them. So that when people came in or when inspectors came in, you didn't see Avodah Zara, the doors were open. It was only when they were closed outwardly, then the Avodah Zara appeared. So the nation slid back, the Mephoshim say, irretrievably into Avodah Zara. Vayomer Hashem, Yechadah Persek Chavzayim, Vayomer Hashem, Gam es Yehuda, Asir Me'al Panai. I will take the Judah, the Mamleches Yehuda, away from me, Kasher Hasirosi es Yisrael, the way I have exiled the northern kingdom and the ten tribes. Uma Asti es Ha'ir Hazos, I reject this city. Asher Barchati es Yishalayim, Besabayis Asher Amarti Yesh Mosham, the only city that I picked and said I will inscribe my name thereon, I reject. More of what he did, what he accomplished, is written in Sefer Divrei Hayamim, Lamacha Yehuda. And of course, as we have made the observation, that book does not exist any longer. So, now he makes another miscalculation with tragic results for himself. Start with Kavtes. Biyomov Allah Paro Necho Melech Mitzrayim Al Melech Ashur on the Har Pras, Vayelech Hamelech Yoshio Lekroso, Vayamisehu Bemegido Kiroso Oso. Paro Necho, remember Paro is the dynastic name for every king of Mitzrayim. Necho means lame. So apparently this Paro had an infirmity, he was a cripple. But he decides to go up against the king of Ashur at the Euphrates and Vayelech HaMelech Yoshio Lekroso, Yoshio goes out to meet him in war. He is killed in Megiddo, Kiroso. So as soon as, as they engage the armies. What is going on here? Why is Yoshio going to war? And you cannot get that without consulting Malachim, Sardivri Hayamim, Sefer Beis. Let me explain, read it, even paraphrase it to you. It seems there is a puzzle we learn in Vayikra, where the Kaddish Baruch Hu is assuring B'nai Israel, and I quote, V'nasati shalom ba'aretz, I will give peace in the land to such a degree v'shachatem ve'em achrid, you will dwell in a tranquility that no one will disturb. V'cherev lo savor ba'aretzachem, and a sword will not pass through your land. He is saying, says the Kodesh Baruch there will be such a status of peace and tranquility that an enemy coming not to fight you, but coming just to traverse through the land will not be allowed. 
because I will not allow swords in war to disturb the peace of Eretz Yisrael. So now what happens here, and let me read it to you. In the 18th year, Melech Neparonecho is pursuing Assyria. Assyria is to the northwest of Israel. It is an enemy of Israel as well, so Israel can only gain by Paro attacking and subjugating it. And yet he enters the war. By Yishlach Elov Malachim, and Paro sends to Yoshio's messengers, Lamor, Malev Allah Melech Yehuda. What is between you and I, Yehuda? We have nothing, no enmity. Lo Alecha Atahayom. I am not coming to fight you. I am not. You are my friends. Stop this. Don't even get involved in this. This doesn't concern you. And misinterpreting that puzzle that a nation should not traverse through them with, uh, with weaponry, he fights him. And then, because he did not listen to Divrei Paron of Elohim, the battle is joined in the valley of Megiddo. The archers riddle Melech Yoshio with their arrows. Get me out of Kihe Chalesi mode, I am mortally wounded. They take him in the chariot and they ride him back to Yerushalayim. He is buried in the sepulchres of his father. Everyone, in fact, mourns Yoshio. So because of this misinterpretation, Yoshio dies. And of course we know, and the Mephoshim make it absolutely clear, this is the divine hand of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, because as promised, he does not want Yoshio, and he has promised Yoshio, he will not live to see what's coming next. Um, so now, Vayikach Am Ha'aretz, we're back to Pasuk Lamed, Es Yoachaz Ben Yoshio. The nation takes from this we learn that he was not the next in succession. There were others before him. He was either third or fourth of Yoshio's sons. And they take him. Why do they take him? This is the Hamoneam, because they think he is going to be very sympathetic to their desire to go back to quote the good old days where there was Avodah Zara and complete disregard. And so they, by Yim Shechuo, so they anoint him. We have learned that there is no anointing if it's a direct succession in Mafi based David, unless there is an objection, a confrontation, a challenge. And here there apparently were. So they anoint him by Yim Lichuo, so He reigns under his, uh, after his father Yoshio. He was 23 years old when he ascends the throne of Malko. He lasts three months 
B'shem Imo, Hamutel Bas Yimiyo, Milvona. His mother is Hamutel Bas Yimiyo, not Yimiyo, of course, the Navi, from the town of Levona. And he does not waste a minute. He is ruling for only three months. He reverts completely back to the evil and the malevolence and the idol worship of Menashe. Now, apparently, there was some sort of a rebellion or an attack by Jehoiachaz um, against Egypt. Some say to avenge his father Yoshio's death. And he is captured by Yasreu Paro Nechol Berivla. He captures him in Rivla, Be'eretz Hamas, Bimloch, Yushalayim, Ayitain Onesh al Haaretz. He has captured him. He now imposes on the Bnei Yehuda a tremendous tribute of money. Mayor Kikar Kesef, a hundred talents of silver. The Kikar Zahav, of gold. And now he chooses Eliakim ben Yoshio. He picks the son Tachas Yoshiyahu. He calls him Yehoyakim, which is a gesture of absolute contempt. He's saying, You don't even have your name without me. And he named Yehoyakim, Vesiriachas, Lokach, Vayovo, Mitzrayim, Vayom Hashem. Yehoyachas is taken to Egypt where he dies an ignoble death. Yehoiakim makes those tribute payments to Pharaoh. He taxes every citizen of the land, but to his credit, he taxes them ish according to his value, what he can pay. They give it to Paro Nechoach. So now, Ben Esrim he rules for 11 years. Yehoiakim does the evil of his forebearers exactly as they have done. The Medrash tells us he exceeds what they have done. The Gemara quotes him saying, My predecessors, Menashe, Achaz, those terrible kings, they didn't know really how to get the Kaddish Baruch Hu man. You want to see anger? I will show you anger. He does terrible, terrible things, some which I cannot even articulate in a, a sheer that's in a family podcast. I suggest as outside homework, go to Sanhedrin, Kuf Gimel, Amud Beis, and you will see some of the depravity and the depredations that Yehoiakim does in his reign. So things are now back where they are before. The time has come where no longer can we say um, the worst is coming, the worst is here. Tomorrow, 8.45, 
Perik Chaf Dalit Adkan.